Hey, Emily. Hey, Stephanie. You uh, want to do a podcast? Absolutely. Welcome to Cycle Chats, a podcast to destigmatize what it means to be a woman. This is episode 39, The Power of Fashion, where we are speaking with a woman who's on a mission to create joyful clothing inspired by worldly travels. She's been seen on Project Runway, Vogue, Marie Claire, Cosmopolitan, and Elle magazine just to name a few. It's clothing designer, Sandhya Garg. Welcome so much to this podcast. Thank you so much. Welcome and thank you so much. We're just so excited to have you on. I'm getting my words all tumbled. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You guys are like doing such amazing work. Thank you for making me a part of it. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for saying yes. Like I said, before we started recording, I'm a, I'm a really big fan. So this is a huge honor for me to do this. So my first question always for our guests is what made you get into this field? Oh my God, it's, you know, I, I grew up in India and, you know, as you're growing up, it's so competitive because the population is so high. <laughs> Your parents keep asking you what you want to be when you grow up. So I just, it was something I wanted to do since I was eight years old and I cannot Imagine a day when I have not wanted to make clothes and dress women. And honestly, it's just women who inspire me and their spirit and, you know, just, just everything about them. So I've been wanting to do this since I was eight and I started off by making clothes for my doll. So I had like this one Barbie doll, but she had a massive wardrobe. So I would get like tits and bits of fabric from like tailoring shops and I would make them into this Bollywood inspired clothing because that that was big, that is still big in India. And it just grew and kept growing from there. Oh, I would love, to, I actually collect Barbies and I have a whole collection packed away in my closet, but I don't have a Bollywood Barbie. So you just got me the wheels spinning up here. I'm like, <laughs> wait, I'm missing one from my collection. There might be a Bollywood Barbie. I'm not sure, but yeah. they're being a lot more inclusive now with Barbie, which is really nice to see because for a while it was very whitewashed. And I was like, okay, great that this this is something for me, but what about my friends who don't have representation? So they are starting to get with the times, which is yeah, good. Also, they want to sell more, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, hello, there you go. That's really the main, we can be like kumbaya about it, but at the end of the day, Barbie's like, whoa, hold on now, let's check this bank account. And not only whitewashed Barbies, but Barbies that didn't eat anything. Oh my God. I, it's or crazy. Some, yeah. Now they're showing at least dolls that are more, accurate to what a woman's body looks like. I mean, it would be insane if a woman actually had the measurements of what a Barbie doll is. <laughs> they would they've done, they've done markups, like visual markup of what it would actually look like to have those proportions. And they're like, this is not humanly. No, they, they would tip over, I think is what they came to the conclusion of. I mean, hello, way to send us a wrong message. Even with models, like when we would we draw fashion illustrations, I think whatever nine head or 10 head is like the idealized fashion proportion, but even models aren't rarely, you know, that proportion. How do you, how does that translate for you? Because since we are talking about proportions, when you're drawing your style of drawing, you obviously have a vision. And then when you 
put the vision on the person. Do you find that your ideas have to shift a little bit in that process of from paper to person? So honestly, I when I did my education and when I was working, you know, inclusivity was not like, you know, nobody was having that conversation and everybody would be like, yes, it looks good on a runway. It looks good on those models because they're thin and tall. But, you know, I'm this real woman who has kids or even if I don't have kids, you know, my body does not look like that so there was always this thought process that these clothes like fashion was not for everyone and now thanks to this whole conversation of inclusivity now and also like the way I design I'm not designing for models I am designing for real women so now when I start drawing and when I go to the drawing board or or even you know when I started my brand I was always just thinking about real women because I was never I didn't have a body like a model you know I had a very regular medium large kind of a body so I was like I have to design for a, a real real person and of course models are real people too but at the same time you know everybody needs to feel real presented and everybody needs to have joyful clothing. That's beautiful. That's the interview. Thanks guys. For <laughs> what I loved so much and in, in, in your season of Project Runway, they kind of showed you guys auditioning for the process. And I remember you came in and that line that you were showing them was more about kind of destigmatizing what it means to be a woman in India. So you were using the culture that these women were coming from as like a starting point to actually be like, wait a minute. Yeah, we may have this, but we have so much more. And I was like, wow, done. I mean, I'm done because that is just incredible. If we can use these things that are told to us that are maybe negatives or what are seen as negatives as positives and transform that, I just think that's incredible. And, and that's the power that you created with that line. So Thank you for that, because I think it's really inspiring. Thank you. I mean, I started off from a point of being inspired from my own aunties. And then I realized like no matter what country you go to, what culture you see, women of every country from every cultural background is fighting her own battles. And obviously, like adding on to what you said, that there are so many things that we think our negatives or taboos are or, or, or it's something that's wrong with us like my skin color is on the darker side so it's something that's wrong with me and then slowly you realize it's there is nothing right or wrong it's all in your head and you can make positives out of anything oh absolutely Yes. And it's so empowering. Like I was just reading somewhere, probably take the conversation to another level here. So I am a mom of two kids and, you know, parents feel bad when they realize their kids don't have anyone to play with and they have to play by themselves. And then someone said, why do you think it's a bad thing? You know, if the kid is playing by themselves, it's great. It's such a positive because they learn how to be independent and they're not dependent, you know, upon others for getting that, you know, feeling happy or that's that gratification. And I thought that was such an amazing thing because all my life you know I tried to look for friends and if you find friends great and I do have a ton of friends but there will be moments when you won't and you know that is not a negative that's really important and that's a discussion that I've been more recently having with myself because I was always very connected to my mom at the hip when I was little and just you know I always felt like I had to have friends and I couldn't be alone and this is my first time in 30 years of being on this earth through therapy and just through self-discovery that I'm Actually, I have these moments where I go, I don't 
want to be around anyone. And I'm totally cool with it. I turn my phone off. I sit, I do my own thing and I'm actually enjoying my own company. And I don't know that as women, that's something that we're taught. And I also feel like on the other side of that with not even just friends, but like relationships, you're some big failure if you're not married by a certain age and popping out kids. And that's just not true. We have a girlfriend who's traveling around the country in an RV. She just was like deuces, bought an RV and left. And she's traveling with her cat and that's her family. And like, she's successful and happy with it. I wish we would teach that more as when we're younger is that it is okay to keep your own company and have your, your own space with yourself as well as having friends, but it's not necessary for you to exclusively have one or the other. And it's nice that you're surrounding yourself with people who kind of help you view things a little differently. I think that changes our perspective and inspires us in a different way to like on how we view the world. Well, at the end of the day, right? It's just you. You have to make decisions for yourself. It, it is you and you alone. It, whether you're in a partnership or not, you still have to show up for yourself. And I think that's really important that we have a voice and like we have our own identity, even if we're in a partnership, you're still your own soul person and you have to do what makes you happy at the end of the day. What are you going to do to move forward in your journey? Not just the journey of you as a couple. No, exactly. And it's wonderful the way you said it. Nothing defines you. You define yourself and no one moment in your life, no one person can define who you are. You define yourself every day. Hands down. Well, this is great. another quote yeah. to get tattooed on your body, this, Emily. Yes, this is this is already great. <laughs> every time we have a guest, Emily's like, I'm gonna tattoo it on my body, but she at this point is gonna be covered head to toe. <laughs> there will be no skin my space. Mother, my mother will be very upset with me. I also have to have the tattoos reversed so that when I look at them in the mirror, they're saying what I need them to say. So it's just gonna be a big mishpackle and I'm not gonna, you know, it's just man, the absolute disappointment my mother will have in me if I do that will just be overwhelming. I can't <laughs> wait. So this conversation is great. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to get into more. So I know you kind of were talking about what inspires your design, but I was just wanting to ask a bit more about like what your thought process is behind these inspirations, where they're coming from. And if you have like a favorite thing that you love to design. So my husband loves to travel a lot and I do too, but I do have to, the, the travel comes with a lot of work. So, so it's fun. We do travel a lot and every place I go to, it's, it's just, there's so much to see the architecture, the colors, the cuisine, the stories. So that inspires me a lot. And I haven't really been able to travel a lot because of COVID. So then, you know, I revisit the times when I did travel and I did not, you know, tell that story or I revisit these women or these crafts and cultures or art moments that have inspired me in the past, but I haven't been, you know, able to present them in my way. So there is just so much to get inspired from. Like the recent collection that I've done is from Art Nouveau uh, Gaudi. Gaudi was this famous, is rather like he's not alive anymore, but his work is in Barcelona. And I don't know if you guys have heard about him. He, oh my God, like the most beautiful work of art. His architecture is amazing. He's got Sagrada Familia in Barcelona. There's Casa Batlo. His architecture is like aliens. It's like, you know, aliens came from some other galaxy and designed that building. I'm very familiar with this. I just looked it up. Yes, I know what this is. It's to think of when he started designing that and like where he was. 
how did he come up with it so modern like if you look at it now it still looks so modern and it's about 150 200 years old if i'm not wrong it's like really old and he was so ahead of his game sagrada familia is still getting constructed because it's such it was such a massive project they are still accepting donations and they're making this huge huge church it's it's absolutely out of this world and the mosaics and you know just there is so much there are deco is another art period that i really loved i ended up staying like living in detroit for a year and i was in downtown and i was surrounded by these art deco buildings that were melting down so i and i had the honor or the opportunity to to go see them to see the art deco where it really really you know kind of started in america so one of the collections was kind of called deco detroit inspired from you know art deco and the whole that side of american art deco movement it's just you find inspiration everywhere and india has so much to get inspired from i grew up in india i, I had the opportunity to travel around a lot so there's so much to see so i'm wearing a collection uh, from one of my collections this top it's called samo it's actually a hand painted full mural art uh, mansion in jaipur rajasthan close to jaipur rajasthan and every wall is painted and there's mirror work it's just beautiful so just being inspired from that and you know doing the paintings i make my own fabric so all the textile is original all the print is original so i make all that print from my inspirations then i get the textiles made so it's it's i don't even know where to start or end it's just there's so much to get inspired from oh that's super cool that's a great outlook to have because then everything can be exciting. You know, everywhere you look is a new inspiration. And I think that's just a really nice mindset to have because so much is gloom and doom a lot of the time that to look at something and be like, oh, that leaf is fantastic. There's something about that sparkly lifestyle that I like, not the toxic positivity side, but just the finding like the wonderment in the life that we have to live is kind of how I like to and choose to live my life, I think. Oh, exactly. It's just like my husband is very scientific and he like we realize that art fulfills you, even poetry for that matter. So when you feel like, you know, when you're looking for answers on why or you just don't feel happy, sometimes just looking into art or looking at nature or looking at somebody else's words kind of makes you feel happy or and you find some answers there. Yeah, you find that connection. I know for me, that's music. When I'm really feeling some type of way, I'll put a song on. And I'm like, this is the emotion that I'm looking for. Because sometimes you don't have the, the words for it. But those things, art in general, I find is a definition to an expression that you can't put words to. And you're like able to show it to someone and have them understand what you're feeling or what you're going through. Now they're going to have a different interpretation slightly of it, but they'll get the overall like arcing feeling of it. And that that is what I think is so cool about art. You can like kind of express your emotions and kind of understand yourself because we are such complex beings. Like as human beings, we are so complicated. I don't think all of us even understand ourselves or what we are capable of. So I think art is a way or fashion is a way to kind of understand ourselves and show the world and connect with others with it. Well, I mean, and fashion, I think is just so I went to makeup school and we took a fashion. It was like one of the part of the program was fashion. And you had to design a makeup look based on a certain designer's outfits. And I just remember like, I don't, it was like a door had opened and I was always so focused on 
makeup. And then I didn't really think twice about what I wore. Cause I, you know, I was always like trying to wear things that I think other people would like, but something unlocks in you when you put on a piece or you like style yourself in a way that feels authentic to you. All of a sudden I was like, who is this woman? Like I just became this different person, but also through this class, learning how to design makeup with fashion was so, it was like a transformation. And I remember thanking the teacher. I wrote her a really nice note at the end. And I was like, I never even thought twice about fashion. And now this world has been introduced to me and I'm starting to like look at different textiles and trying to like, what's the story that the artist was going for? Like, I just would look at a skirt and be like, it's a skirt. But now I go, wait, from this collection, what were they trying to express? What was the idea behind it? And so it's kind of become this almost like not a game, but like you're looking at this piece and it has become art. It's like a painting now. And so I think that is very true that it it's expression of the soul is what I'd like to think. And that kind of leads me to our question because we're talking about our experiences with fashion, with art design. Project Runway, you knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> what what was your experience like doing a show like that? So I was completely fresh off the boat when I did Project Runway. I was naive. I was, you know, just so confident. But it was a super, super fun experience, to be honest. And I'm so glad. Like, I had no idea of the American culture or even the language. Like, my words are way different. And they were completely different back then from what is your, you know, regular conversation. So it was an incredible experience, you know, such an honor to be around such high achieved people and it was just so fun at the end of the day it was so so fun to do the show and now thinking back to it I would just go back do it again in a heartbeat and you know be in the top again (laughs) so I'm like yes let's do this again because it's such an adrenaline rush to be able to do so much work under pressure. And then there is such a big team, you know, trying to do those fashion shows to, you know, get it out there. You know, it's you're not just doing your work for nothing. You are kind of putting it in on TV in front of so many people. So it's it's just amazing. It's so much fun. It's also That's probably, awesome. yeah, I mean, I could imagine being around, I mean, Steph and I were both actors and are actors, but being in a room of people that share this general interest with you already makes you feel so at home. So I'm imagining that to be a similar experience on Project Runway where you all are designers and have different opinions and different viewpoints and different collections and ways of putting clothes on women. And I just imagine it to feel like home because you're all in love with the same thing. So you want to see the other person achieve greatness because you want to achieve greatness and they're inspiring and then you're inspiring them. And it's just like this amazing, I don't know, like crock pot of inspiration. It's just incredible. Honestly, everybody like the people like Sean was from New Zealand and there were people from Amy was from Hawaii during my season. So it's just amazing. And everybody comes from their own experiences. It's just incredible amount of fun. Of course, you know, there, there are moments when people don't get along but when you look back at it it's just it's just funny it's so funny and then you just realize it's such a special experience such a roller coaster ride and I'm so sure any one of us would just do it again because it's so much fun to do the show so yeah I mean yes it's, it's and it, it is inspiring because you see people creating these these amazing looks in like 10 hours 
or less? Well, that's what I was going to say is the amount that you are able to create in such a short time. I work very well under pressure. So there's something about that that's extremely appealing to me because you're you're forced to like think on your feet in that moment. You can't second guess yourself because you don't really have the time to. So you have to almost like trust your your intuition and your gut and like your your skill set. You just kind of have to go with it, which I think is is kind of fun. You have to commit and make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay, this is it. <laughs> Toss things out and like re- restart or whatever. <laughs> so you literally have to make it work. I think that's awesome. Oh, I'm jealous. I wish I could just be a fly on the wall for that show and other <laughs> creative shows. I, those are my favorite ones to watch because there's something about just watching creative people work that gets me inspired. My kid was watching that. Is it cake or not? Oh, show. Uh, I don't yes. Know. Oh my God. It's oh, so my- good. Uh, <laughs> It's a great show. And he's five. He loved it. He's like, oh my God, I want to watch it. And like, just guessing if it's cake or not. It was crazy. He had such a fun. It's so good. (laughs) Some of those people are so crazy good. I'm like, oh my God, how do you get, I don't even know how you get so good at that. I would have, my patience would wear out. I would be done. I can't even imagine the skill needed to do that kind of work. People are so talented, like just, just so humbled by so much talent in this world. I think that's what makes it so special is that we all have these unique experiences that are leading us down our own path. And that's amazing. Like there's a ton of other podcasts. I think there's 2.2 million podcasts at this time, which is crazy, but nobody else is Stephanie and I, nobody else has our voice or our unique growing up in our stories and our background. And I think that is what makes each individual podcast special. I think that's the cool part about it. Exactly. And and people, you know, like everybody's wants to connect in their own way. And there is a customer or there is a viewer for everyone. Oh, yeah, definitely. Agreed. So we talked about Project Runway. So I'll kind of get off that train. But I want to know, because I know I have my own personal opinion, but I want to know your opinion of like, what is the power of clothes? Like you were just saying right now that I wore that look with fashion and with makeup and I felt amazing and you know, who's this girl? So that is the power of fashion. I really don't think the power of fashion is in wearing a Parada or Balenciaga, but the fact, the way, whatever you are wearing, how it makes you feel, how true to your own style, your own personality, the fashion is. To me, fashion is not about who you are wearing or but what it makes you feel like. And I know women, you know, when you are wearing a certain dress or a certain top, how happy that makes you feel, how confident that makes you feel is what what makes your day. I have always said you can tell when someone is dressing for themselves and when they're dressing for other people. It's so obvious. And I think it's really important to get in tune with what makes you feel good because it could be an maybe an outfit that I wouldn't wear, but if someone else is wearing it and they're, you can tell that they're confident in it, then it's they've achieved their goal. And I've gotten that a few times because I like to do the harnesses and the chains. And there's like just certain things to add structure to my outfits that I like to wear that isn't everyone's taste. And I've had people come up to me and say, you know, I could never wear that, but you like, I can tell you're comfortable in it. And I'm like, thank you. That's, that is such a compliment because it's true. If you're feeling good in it and it is, it's not wearing you and you're not like that shows and it does shift the way that you present yourself in the world. So it's, I think it's extremely powerful. Yeah. I mean, the other day you came over and wore my pink dress that I got for my brother's engagement party all those years ago. And you were like, 
this is fantastic. And just the way you oh, were, like, yeah, you were moving in it. You were like this dress, <laughs> my goodness. I was like, I know there's something about it. It's a, it's like a wrap dress. So it kind of opens a little bit. So you can kind of see your girl if you really want to. And Stephanie was like, Ooh, <laughs> this is fancy. I was like, I know it is. It makes you feel a little mischievous. You just move your leg one way and peekaboo. <laughs> no, no. And definitely. I mean, it's like, you know, what you are, who you are is, you know, what you eat. So it's, what you wear is who you are. The way you dress can tell people who you are and kind of connect you with your friends or whoever you want to connect with or just have those conversations or not have any conversations, you know? It's how you portray yourself and nobody can read your mind, but they can see what you're wearing. And if there is someone wearing these, you know, bright colors and just, you know, moving around, you know, that person is kind of fun. And then, you know, people who are into Gothic fashion have their own look and there are no rights or wrongs or goods or bads, you know, everybody should do their own thing. And if you own it, that's all that's needed. Yeah, I think fashion is very subjective. And I oftentimes find that when something becomes really trendy, you know, people want to go for it. And I think it's great, but sometimes trends are there was a quote that I heard from someone that said trends are for the anxious so like people that always want to be like on top of things and be accepted and wanted and I was like huh that's interesting because I do think sometimes you'll find especially with young girls I've noticed when something becomes trendy you'll see all of them wearing it but very rarely will you see all of them comfortable in it and Emily and I have taught we taught students for many years Emily still does but I would notice that some of these girls would be very visibly uncomfortable in what they were wearing and I'm like well what do you want to wear they're like well like baggy clothes that's not fashionable I said who cares I used to wear sweatshirts which is hysterical because now I'm right on trend, but I've always been dressing like this. And then everyone thinks I'm a child. They're like, are you excited for school? I'm like, I'm 30. I've graduated. It's having those conversations to say, what do you want to wear? And like, what's stopping you from doing that? Because the truth is you could be the trendsetter by just being comfortable in what you put on your body. And I think that's really important for young women to understand is that you don't always have to keep up with what's in the magazines or what's on social media, what's on TV, what the celebrities are wearing, it's good to be intrigued by it, but try to make it your own and try to make it tailored to how you feel and what's going to make you confident. And if that means you don't want to wear the crop top, but maybe you want to try it, but you want it to be baggier, then do it, create it, put it on, see how it makes you feel, walk around in it. If you don't like it, take it off, try something else. I mean, and it's the same thing with makeup. If you don't like the way you look, it's just makeup. You can take it off. You can change it. There's so much creativity with it. It's not permanent. So you don't have to be stuck in that state of like, I have to be this one way. You can experiment with it until it it feels right to you. Exactly. And I think also that's part of growing up. You kind of make these mistakes and then you kind of realize at a certain point that, you know, this is not who I am and this is who I am. And that is because you've tried all these different things and you finally know who you are. And that is the fun of being alive. It's you just, you know, you just just keep discovering yourself. And today I'm wearing dresses and tomorrow maybe I want to be all grungy and, you know, have like leather jackets. And I do that too. I have my phases. So why not? Oh yeah. And that goes back to, you know, you, you, you define yourself every day. Nothing is stopping you. What I love too, is that if we had 20 women 
And if we all went into the same store and we all picked out the same thing, well, the way we wear that one thing is going to be extremely different on everybody because every, A, everybody is different, but everybody has a different way of accessorizing it. What's going to make them feel confident and comfortable. And that's a really cool thing to also see. Like Steph and I wear a lot of the same clothes sometimes because we're, you know, we try and show our merch and, you know, represent, but the way she wears something is so different than the way that I wear something. The way I show up is so different in my clothes and the way Stephanie shows up. And that's the cool part about just being an individual person. You get to kind of choose and pick like, oh, I really like big flashy earrings. Great. Pair it with that and see what happens. Like that's just the fun of fashion. And when I was growing up, because I have two older brothers, there would be one week that I would wear a dress. And then the next week I would refuse to get in that dress and you could only find me in pants and it would go back and forth. And I, for a long time of my life, I was like, I'm only wearing pants this week. And then the next week would be, I'm only wearing dresses. That's just what I did until I kind of found my my thing. And it's wavered a little bit because of COVID. I'm more like couch potato style, but you know what? It's all good. I don't mind. It makes me comfy, but I definitely know it makes me feel good and what I look good in and what I like to wear and the colors I like to wear and the patterns. Like you give me a colorful polka dot, bye. I'm done. You've got me on the hook. So then I want to know, since we're talking about the power of clothes and, and women in the clothes and being powerful in them, what does women empowerment mean to you? Honestly, women empowerment is just, you know, knowing who you are. And even if, you know, just owning who you are, you might, you know, it's not like you have arrived to be empowered. We are all work in progress, but just owning whatever you are, whoever you are and wherever in life you are is empowerment and you know not letting anybody kind of live your life or tell you how to live your life just having that confidence to be yourself is being empowered you know i'm the one driving this car nobody else's that's that's empowerment to me it is not defined by your career status your bank status none of that but just being in control of yourself we were just talking about this because can't even tell you how many times we've had people be like, well, but are you making lots of money? And I'm like, that doesn't equal success or empowerment. Like I feel very happy with where I'm at. You know, it's, I think too much emphasis is put on the the visual of it all. But the truth is, how do you feel on the inside? I know extremely successful people who are multimillionaires, but they're miserable. They have no free time. And they're angry and bitter and it's like what are you going to do with all the millions it really doesn't matter back home they say you know we were all born without clothes we will die without clothes you're not taking anything with you all that matters is how you experience your life and how happy you are and then you know who are we to define anybody else's penis yeah very true very true all right well i'm gonna ask my last question of the day i want to know what advice you would give your 15 year old self I was just so hopelessly confident. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that for you. If you have a Please recipe share. for it, yeah, share it. <laughs> oh no, I was I was just always that way. My mom used to say, I'm like, I think I need some more confidence. And she would be like, I think you need to take it a notch down. <laughs> so I, I would say that I just wish, you know, I could continue with that you kind of that reckless hope 
or you know that positive vision not toxic positivity but you know just the thing that i can do anything or or you know and just just go with it like do not question yourself or do not let other people define you or just be upset because somebody said something or you are not size 0 or even a size 2 you know whatever skin color you are whatever size you are you are just perfect and you are someone you can make a difference so just don't let anybody else define you yeah i i think you're the first person that ever was, was like i was super confident when i was 15 <laughs> which i love but i love what you said this like reckless hope right like that's such an amazing thing to think back cuz yeah when you are 15 and when you're a teenager you're like oh well i am the center of the universe right that's kind of our mindset so you feel things or at least i remember feeling things so strongly heartbreak love like all of these emotions that i was first feeling for the first time were so heightened because a you're 15 your hormones are going crazy but b you're just like you are in it and you really believe that you are the center of your universe and these things that are happening to you now are the things that are going to affect your life like way later So I I love that that you said that cuz I we haven't heard that answer yet but it's true like when you're 15 you you really <laughs> your your mindset is a little different than when you're 30 40 50 it's totally a different outlook on life. Yeah I mean I think you we are a bit broken now from all the hearsay <laughs> but we are like not like not that broken at 15 and and just you know holding on to it because that's when you kind of start this path of achieving whatever So just sticking to it and not letting other people put you down is so important. Not living life with fear. I think that's that's to me what reckless hope is is just not being fearful and uh, like I can even say that for my life now, you know, I've I think at this point everyone's probably so very tired of hearing me talk about my anxiety recovery, but I am going through the process of trying to get through generalized anxiety disorder and one of the biggest things that I've held on to is in really really heavy moments it is that and and that's reckless hope and i always said hope but i was like there's something else to it it's not just like a normal hope it's something more and i think you've thank you have now just described exactly the feeling that it is that it's that feeling that i had when i was younger where i was just even in the darkest times i was hopeful in a way that like i don't know i just believed that everything was going to be okay even if it felt like it wasn't and that i think is important for people to remember and especially young girls growing up possibly feeling whatever which way is that things do get better and you do come into your own and all of these experiences are going to shape who you are and it's really important that instead of being worried or scared about them that you experience them fully you'll be better off for it cuz i was like i'm just going to positive thoughts and so now i'm paying the price later on in life so <laughs> like oh no feel the pain oh i'm feeling feel it now now i'm like enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the blues Oh yeah. I I just cry it out now. I'm just like, you know what? If I'm going to be sad, I'm going to be sad all the way. I'm not going to stop myself from crying. There's nothing wrong no, with it. No, it doesn't it's not going to kill you. It's normal, you know, and if you've suppressed it for so long, it's going to feel more intense, but as you start to let it breathe and live and be there and come out, you're it's going to start to level out. So, it's uh no, man, crying's like my favorite thing now. I'm like, "Oh yeah, here it comes." <laughs> <laughs> feel it enjoy enjoy being sad uh, i would say it's 
it's really, it's cathartic. Well, this was phenomenal. You and your tiny mini me who looks exactly like you <laughs> is so cute. She's like, yes, correct. It's all about me. <laughs> it's just so. She's trying to eat the laptop and I'm like. Trying, trying to, to eat your me. hair, the laptop. She's like, isn't this fun? Oh, I loved it. This was so much fun. And I really enjoyed all of your bits of wisdom. And I think you had a lot of really good, good things to say in, in regards to life is that we, I think, can get hung up on the down of life. But it's nice to talk to someone who experiences the down, but then also experiences the up in a way that balances that down out. I don't know. It just, you seem like the type of person that feels your emotions. You do, you let all of it inspire you. You put it into your work. And I, I think this conversation shows that you're a very unique spirit. And it was really quite a pleasure speaking with you because I feel very inspired to like go create something when we get off this. I feel very inspired and I want other people to feel inspired. So where can people find you? And do you have any fun projects coming up that we should be aware of? People can find me on my website. It's www.sandhyagarg.com. I'll sell my name because it is a little different. It's S-A-N-D-H-Y-A-G-A-R-G. There is accent there. So if, if you want to read the transcript. That's right. Yeah. Everything will be in the link below. So no worries. Check that out down there. She'll have all of her links there. And I, yes, I'm like doing my latest collection. I'm so excited about the new colors, the new print. And it's just, I'm always doing something new. So keep an eye and everything's posted on social media. I'm very active on Instagram and Facebook. Again, you can find the links below. So if you are interested in seeing what I'm doing next, then you can go look at the at Instagram or a Facebook page. And yeah, thank you so much for, you know, spending your time with me. No, and doing the thank you for spending your time with us. We're so honored. It's one of those shots in the dark where you're like, this person's never going to get back to me. And then sometimes people do. And I, my mind is so blown. I'm like, oh my gosh, they messaged me back. This is insane. It just, it makes you feel really good. So Thank you. Thank you. But by the, the bottom of my heart and my project runway, loving soul, I appreciate it. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I'm just like you. I'm just a, you know, regular person. So I'm honored to, you know, be in this interview too. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And thank you everyone listening. Please go check everything out that this lady does. She kicks some butt and hopefully she'll make a pinwheel dress that I can actually buy because that's one of the ones that I wanted when she was on Project Funway. Also, if you're listening and guys, this episode comes out in July, which means one huge thing. Steph and I have started our newest project and we are now on YouTube, which is amazing with our new show, Chit Chats with Cycle Chats, where Steph and I just talk one-on-one, -on -one, totally unedited conversations about daily life and what inspires us and the things we've learned from the podcast. So please go check that out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're really excited for this next part of our journey with Cycle Chats. And as always, we hope you sync up with us next time.